what day it is, y'all. <laughs> yeah, today is Monday. And we back at it again for another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. So come on in. This week, we'll be reading love and gospel music. What's wrong with telling the damn truth? <laughs> By your author, Mr. Timothy Blaine. Y'all head on over to Amazon.com and get your books. Download it on your Kindle or just order the paperback. Come on and support our authors, y'all. Love and gospel music. But is it really about love and gospel music? (laughs) We over here reading, y'all. Make sure you comment, like, share, and subscribe to Almond Brown everywhere. Check the description box to get all the links to his book and also to Mr. Timothy Blaine's YouTube channel. We almost reading, y'all. Are you ready? It's that time. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. I am your girl, Miss Almond Brown 09, and we are back for another read down here to the corner. <laughs> Happy Monday to everyone. I hope your work week has started off wonderful, or if this is your Friday because you know you worked over the weekend. I hope you guys have had a wonderful day. I want you guys to sit back, relax as we continue our read of love and gospel music, honey. What's wrong with telling the damn truth <laughs> by Mr. Timothy Blaine? We are on chapter five, honey. Disclaimer, there will be cussing. It may be some other stuff going on in this book. We don't know because y'all know when I come on here with you guys, this is my first time reading this book, seeing this book, whatever is going on. We in this together. Okay, we in this together. So uh, we're going to get started. But first, let me reiterate what happened last week. Let me catch y'all up. And uh, welcome to everyone that may be in the chat. Thank you so much for all the compliments that you guys are giving, maybe giving. I can't go through all of them, but thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so we know last week, um, Dwayne decided that, you know, he went to California to visit his brother. When he got out there, he realized that his brother was a whole drug dealer. Because he was sending him back money, but Dwayne didn't want to be around that scene. So he threatened to call the police or pull the fire alarm on his brother or whatnot. If his brother would not leave his hotel room, he checked out, did everything that he had to do to get away, and he left. And so then he went and found himself, baby, the gay nightlife, and he decided not to go back to his home state. So he bucked going back home to stay out there and just enjoy life and be who he really wanted to be. So we are on chapter five of love and gospel music. And y'all know that Dwayne writes, um, he had a terrible stutter. So he does write um, all of his 
he writes as a journal entry. That's when he talking to the Lord, honey. That's how he tell his story. He got to tell the Lord everything he needs to tell him when he writes it down because it comes out and it flows even better. So, and Dwayne Brown, if you guys did not know, is actually Timothy Blaine in this book. Some of this stuff is fiction. Some of it is nonfiction. But we'll get on with the get on. Chapter five, Church Boys. August 25th, 1979. That's my sister's birthday. I first saw him at a disco called The Circus in Hollywood. A special night already. First, because it was my 21st birthday. Second, because it was my very first time inside of a real live disco. And third, because it was the first time I allowed myself to get a little tipsy. Of course, I had been peeking my head in the gay bars all up and down Santa Monica Boulevard since I got in town three months earlier. <clears throat> but the circus was different. Hold on. But the circus was different. To me, the bar seemed to be more about getting drunk and going home with somebody, anybody, to have sex. The circus was about being young and having fun. Hey, was the first thing he said to me. Who are you? Dwayne. I said, trying not to appear too anxious, hoping that my youth and inexperience wasn't written all over my face. You look nervous, Dwayne. First time here. I guess I didn't have to wear my straw hat and overalls, did I? Be honest. Is there something about what I'm wearing that makes me look like a hick? Now, where did that come from? He asked, flashing perfect magazine cover quality pearly white teeth. I just meant that I've never seen you around a club before. You must spend a lot of time here. You know all these people by sight? Only the ones I'm attracted to. If I were white, my face would have been beat red because this was a very attractive person that I was talking to. My, didn't the Lord throw something beautiful together on the day he was conceived? A little older than me. I was sure of that. Maybe 25 or 26. Captivating hazel green eyes with long, though somehow not at all, effeminate lashes. Neither black nor white. Probably some combination of both or maybe something else entirely. The alcohol had no doubt clouded my perception, but I was sure that he was at least part black because he talked like a black man. You didn't tell me your name, I said. I hope it's not Casanova. Now, that's an odd thing to say. You think I'm a Casanova because I find you attractive? Well, you're pretty friendly and awfully good looking. You must get a lot of action. My name is Joey White, and I'm not a Don Juan, a Casanova, a slut, or a male whore. Something tells me that you haven't been at this very long, Dwayne. How long you been out? Since about 9.30, I answered dumbly. I meant, how long have you been out of the closet? I'm not sure I understand the question, but I started having sex with men about three months ago. How long have you been in L.A.? He asked. About three months. <laughs> so did you like it? Like what? 
that thing that you did for the first time three months ago. Oh, <laughs> that. It was okay. I didn't like what happened afterwards, though. What was that? I hesitated. And then for some reason, decided to trust him. The guy just threw his clothes on and left. I said, looking into my drink. He was out of my apartment before I even stopped hyperventilating. It was my first time, and he couldn't have cared less. It was just about getting off of him. Welcome to the gay life. Not everybody is like that, though. I'm not like that. I felt the redness rising under my skin again, and then I decided to take a chance and looked him in the eye. Can I ask you a question? Sure, fire away. Well, I'm just curious about something I started. There must be four or 500 people here tonight, and at least 300 of them are a hell of a lot better looking than me. Why are you attracted to me? I can see that you're either very insecure or seriously misinformed, brother. What makes you think that you're any less attractive than anyone else in this place? The devil is a lie. I'll place you in the top 20. Hey, how old are you anyway? Actually, I turned 21 at midnight. That would explain it. What's your last name, Dwayne? Brown. Dwayne Brown. Well, happy birthday, Dwayne Brown, he said, smiling and raising his glass in a toast. And welcome to Hollywood. Let me get you your first legal drink. What do you have? Actually, I've already had three, I said, but none since midnight. I guess one more won't hurt. Screwdriver, please. We talked and danced until it was almost 2 a.m. Dancing with a man, now that took some getting used to. At first, I could hardly contain my giggling. No doubt the alcohol contributed to that. And yet, I found it somehow considerably more intimate than the sex I had had so far. Not that there had been a lot of that. Since arriving in L.A. three months earlier, I had been with two people, both of whom were complete strangers. I don't know if it was the action of dancing with a man that I found so intimate or the action of rubbing up against the incredibly beautiful Joey White. I thought for sure that he'd make his move when the bartenders bellowed, Last call! Last call for alcohol! That's the way it seemed to work. In the earlier part of the evening, everyone seemed to start out slowly, flirting and cruising a little, but mostly drinking and dancing. And then as the night progressed and the alcohol took effect, I couldn't help but notice that the singles were becoming couples and seemingly falling madly in love, at least for the night anyway. I didn't know what was taking him so long. The announcer had already called last call, and he still hadn't said anything about leaving together. I hoped I hadn't said something so stupid that I had turned him off, and I wondered if he had found something more appetizing on his way to the restroom. This was the night of my 21st birthday, the night that I officially became an adult, and I was not looking forward to the prospect of returning to my studio apartment alone again, as usual. When he returned from the restroom, he was holding a piece of paper in his hand. Look, Dwayne, he said, I know that you probably don't have any friends here yet, 
So I was hoping that you would let me take you out to celebrate your birthday with you tomorrow, which will actually be later today. Here's my number. Maybe you can call me at around six and tell me where to pick you up. Sure, I said, trying to trying and failing to hide my disappointment. Is this even the right number? I assume that's the alcohol talking. He fired back. Look, brother, I don't know what you're thinking. And believe me, under normal circumstances, I'd be all over you right now. But you said you wanted something more. And I know that I'm looking for something a lot more than this. If we went home and did what gay men do right now, Dwayne, there wouldn't be anything special about that. My experience has been that after alcohol and the heat of the moment wear off, we probably wouldn't even call each other again. It's just the nature of the beast, Dwayne. Well, anyway, if you don't call, it was sure nice meeting you. Yeah, right, he said. You are a little tipsy. I am not drunk, I said indignantly. Nobody said anything about you being drunk. You see that guy over there leaning against the wall so he won't fall down? Now that's what you call drunk. <laughs> you just had a couple too many drinks on your birthday. I think I better drive you home. So you are going to come home with me? I slurred. Pretty smooth, cashing over. And here stupid old me was starting to buy the less wait a while routine. Did you check a jacket or anything? Nope. There's nothing at all to delay you from your mission, sir. Lead me off into the night. I'm ready to be ravished until all hours of the morning and then discard it like yesterday's garbage after you've had your fill of me. You must watch a lot of late night TV, he said as he led me to his car. <laughs> I woke up alone and fully dressed, even down to my boots at about 1.30 in the afternoon. My head was throbbing, and my stomach didn't feel so good. Thank God I didn't have to go to work on my birthday. I had just taken a job at the Broadway department store at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, and I didn't yet qualify for any time off. But a kind soul had volunteered to switch days with me. Well, whether I had gotten the day off or not, there was simply no way I could have made it in that day at all. Hell, I would have been an hour and a half late by the time I woke up. I spent most of the day in bed. I didn't remember everything that happened the night before, but I was pretty sure I had made a complete fool of myself. Obviously, if I hadn't been quite so ridiculous, I wouldn't have woken up alone again, as usual. The one thing I did remember, however, was that face. I don't know what made that fine brother want to spend most of his night yakking with me, but I sure wish that he had followed through. Now that would have been a night to remember. The phone rang. It was exactly six o'clock. How's your head? He asked. I can't get out of bed, I answered, happy and relieved that he had actually called me just like he promised the night before. I don't usually drink that much. First time? Pretty much, I admitted. I had a glass of champagne at a wedding once, though. Even that made me a little dizzy. Well, they're just going to have to find a way to pull it together, Mr. Brown. Remember, we have a date tonight. Try a cup of aspirin in an ice-cold shower. I'll be ringing your doorbell at 7 o'clock 
sharp. Kind of pushy, I thought, but I liked his style and I loved his looks. A punctual man he was too. We were out of my apartment by 7.15 and I was so relieved to see that it wasn't just the alcohol the night before. Joey White was every bit as beautiful as I remembered him. We went to a fancy gay restaurant called The Rose Tattoo, which was located adjacent to a fancy gay disco called The Studio One. Wow, this place is great, Joey. You come here a lot? No, <laughs> I can't afford to come here a lot, but somehow I'm sensing that our very first date is going to be something worth remembering. You sure are good with your words, I said, looking him in the eye. Hey, can I ask you a personal question? My father was light skin, was a light-skinned black man, and my mother is Creole. I got the eyes and hair from her. That's not what I was going to ask you. Sure it was. What makes you so sure? Anytime someone asks me for permission to ask me a personal question on our first date, it's always the same question. I'm sorry, I said. I feel so stupid. No need to feel sorry or stupid. I completely understand. And then I just gushed it out. I think you're the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. Now who's working the words? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you model? I tried, he said. But all the good agencies out here like their meat, either light or dark. New York or Europe. <laughs> I'm not that interested. So what does interest you, Joey? Well, right at this moment, he said, you interest me a great deal. That's not what I meant. How about when you're not in this moment? What do you want to be when you grow up? You're the one who's just coming out and just turning 21, Dwayne. I like to think that I'm already grown up and I'm thrilled to say that I'm already doing what I plan on doing for the rest of my life. Wow, you must be older than you look, I said. Looking even more closely now. Exactly how old are you anyway? 27, he said. And I sing for a living. You mean you actually get paid to sing? Yep. So are you in a band or a group or something? No, nope. I sing gospel music. Mostly background for other artists right now. But I cut my first solo album last year. Oh my God, I exclaimed. You're that young guy, Joey something? White. Oh my God, that is really you, isn't it? I knew I had seen that face somewhere before. I have your album back home. Back home? You mean you didn't bring your music with you? That's a long story, but I'd rather hear more about you. Do you realize that this means that you're the first live celebrity I've met since I got to Hollywood? I'm not a celebrity, Dwayne. Cutting one album, especially one gospel album, does not make a person a celebrity. Even big gospel artists are barely recognized outside of Christendom. Then why do gospel music, Joey? With your looks and what I remember of your voice, you can make your mark anywhere. Don't you like money? Sure. Money is okay. It would be nice to not have to worry about my bills quite so much. But I think I've heard my calling correctly. 
I am called to sing for the Lord, Dwayne. Nothing else is ever going to satisfy me. My music is my yes to God. To borrow a line from the Apostle Paul, it's like fire! Shut up in my bones. Okay. <laughs> the meal looked good enough to photograph, and the taste was nothing less than wonderful. Although it did seem almost a crime to charge so much money for so little food. A guy your age buying a gospel album by an unknown artist, he said, breaking a silence that had fallen over the table as we ate. Something tells me you're a church boy. Since I was a baby, I said with pride, and you? My granddaddy was a preacher, and my mother directed the choir, Joey said, a smile lighting up his face. I think I was 12 years old before I missed my first Sunday. And your dad? Oh, he was a heroin addict. And the smile only cracked a little. I'm sorry. That's okay, he said. Actually, I told myself that I was going to stop thinking of him that way. He wasn't just a heroin addict. My father was a legendary blues man around New Orleans back in the 50s and 60s. I got my eyes and hair from my mother, but my father gave me my music. You use the past tense. Your father's deceased? Yeah, he overdosed when I was 16. He said the smile forgotten now. Such a waste. He really was a decent man and a great musician. The table fell silent again. He watched me while I tried to think of something to say. What can I hear you sing, Joey? As a matter of fact, he signaled the waiter who brought over the most beautiful strawberry top birthday cake that I had ever seen. Happy birthday to you. When everything calmed back down, and the other tables were allowed to go back to their very expensive meals, I asked him again. Well, there's nothing going on right now, he said. But I'm the praise and worship leader at a big church over on the south side. That's great. As a matter of fact, I've been looking for a church out here. Well, it would sure be great to see you there on this, see you there on this or any other Sunday, Dwayne. But I've got to warn you about something first warn me i don't understand you gotta warn people before they come to your church <laughs> well actually it's something that i make a point of telling all my gay friends before i invite them there he said once i made the mistake of inviting several of my friends from the circus to the church to hear me sing in the special easter service the preacher took one look at my friends and all of that easter glitter and sparkle and changed the sermon from the resurrection of the christ to the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was ugly. Six of the eight guys walked out in the middle of service. No doubt they felt betrayed and ambushed, Joy said. I led them like sheep to slaughter. To this very day, most of those guys have very little to say to me. I don't blame them, I said. You should have walked out with them. Maybe you're right. But I don't think that it was just a preacher's attack, as blatant as it was, that turned my friends against me that day, Dwayne. It was more that they simply lost all respect for me. No doubt they see me as nothing more than a modern day house nigger, or someone suffering from a self-loathing misogyn mis mis personality disorder, child. <laughs> Tongue tied. And you're that, Joey? Are you a sellout for continuing to go to a place like that? Entertaining those who despise you? 
who despise us all? I love God, Dwayne, he replied, unfazed. I sing for God. I have been supernaturally gifted and assigned to lift up his spirit no matter what building I'm in and no matter what the group or individual prejudices of the people I'm standing before. It's not a matter of religion or Christian entertainment for me, Dwayne, and it never has been. For me, it's a matter of love and honor for the one who made me. He put his hand on my shoulder. Don't kid yourself, brother. We are no less human than they are. We are all we have we all have our prejudices. Think about it. How many pieces of ID did you have to show to get into the circus last night? Let me guess. Two, right? If you were a little darker skinned, they would have tried for three. My point is that if you're white, you will only need one. What's that got to do with it? It's got everything to do with it. He almost yelled and then caught himself. Oh, don't be so naive, brother. What church isn't like that? Whether they say it to your face or just think it in their heads and feel it in their hearts. Straight people see life through straight lenses. It was just a, as true as the biblical times as it is today. You think the ancient writers had any concern about people outside of their own tribe or nation or, God forbid, their own sexual orientation? They wrote about what they knew, Dwayne. Is it really so amazing that they had almost nothing to say about the likes of us? Even today, straights write about straights and gays write about gays. You think my relationship with God, with God is predicated on anything that fool says because he's standing in that pulpit? Just the fact that a pastor or any person for that matter could be so callous and uncaring for the feelings of other human beings tells me that such a person is not to be trusted. Sodom and Gomorrah, what a joke. As if the gang rape of God's angels had anything to do with what we call gay. I guess that it would follow then that if the angels were women, all heterosexual sex would be reclassified as sin and abomination. Tell me something, brother. When a man is gang raped in prison, even today, is it because the gays have gone wild? Joey paused for a moment and then looked away. Well, just so that we are clear, Dwayne, he continued, I do love God and Jesus is Lord, but religion and religious folk to me are no different than the religious folk in the days of our Lord. They were his enemies, Dwayne, and in many ways, even more so today. All this jumping back and forth between the Old Testament and the New, one minute in grace, the next minute out, and a few lines from here and a few lines from there, nothing taken in context. Whatever makes them feel good about themselves and to hell with everybody else. Instead of praising God and thanking God for allowing this thing to go on as long as it has, religion spends its precious time that the Lord has given us on this planet behaving like insecure, spoiled children. Each one having to be constantly reassured that daddy loves us best. It's enough to make you sick in the stomach. It looks like I've upset you, I said. Maybe we should talk about something else. I'm not upset, Dwayne. In fact, this is the most stimulated I've been in a long time. The things of God are my passion, brother. I hope that doesn't scare you. I know that I tend to get a little excited. <laughs> but what about you, brother? You're a Christian and you're gay. What's it been like for you? Well, I must admit, I said, 
You've got me. Hypocrisy is my offense. Sitting here acting like I don't understand something that I do understand perfectly well. It's just that it seems like such a long time ago. The church I was raised in was probably not much different than the church you're talking about now. Holiness was the objective. Of course, when I was a little kid and not yet aware that my life would be in any way different than anyone else in this congregation, the preacher's occasional rant on the subject meant little to me. But as I became a teenager and my nature began to present itself, the ranting did begin to bother me. It bothered me a lot. It bothered you, but you stayed. I was young, I said. I had been in that church since I could walk. My whole family had been baptized, married, or buried there. Leaving would have been no simple matter. Oh, I'm not judging you, brother, Joey assured me. I totally understand. But there was something else, I said, hesitating. What? When I was 16, there was a horrible tragedy. I then went on to tell Joy all about Benny Nicholas. From the time we came out to each other at an audition for the youth choir, up until the day they found him hanging from their God-forsaken bridge. <clears throat> and I told him about my relationship with Reverend Nicholas since that time and how the tragedy had changed him. When I finished my story, I noticed for the first time that the restaurant was almost empty and the waiters were huddled at the casual just counting their tips. That's a powerful and compelling story, Dwayne, Joey said as he put the key in the ignition of his Volkswagen Super Beetle. It's compelling because it speaks true to power, truth to power. Without even asking you, I know a few things about your church. I know that all of the young people in the congregation didn't turn gay because the pastor stopped badgering gay people. I know that the gospel message didn't change one iota after he stopped his assault. And I'm certain that if there were any other young people who had happened to be homosexual in that congregation, they stayed and were fed instead of being forced out into the world where they were ready, before they were ready. Maybe you should write it all down. Actually, I've been journaling since I was 10 years old. It would take a medium-sized suitcase to bring all of my writings here. That's a lot of words, he said. So, you are a writer? No, no. It all started when I wrote a letter to Jesus when I was 10. After that first letter, I was never able to stop. And as strange as it may sound, this has been the way that I've communicated with God for most of my life. Sometimes I hear him answering me before I finish the page. I don't think it's strange at all, Dwayne. Where would we be if Paul and others didn't write things down? What makes you so sure that the Lord doesn't want you to write, Dwayne? I mean, for others. It's just been something between me and God, Joey. That's all. But hey, I totally received what you said about being called to do what you do. If there ever comes a day when the Lord says, thou shalt write for others, then that's what I'll be doing. But for now, I work at the Broadway department store on Hollywood Boulevard. Well, you're in good shape then. Got a job in your own apartment already? It takes most young people a lot longer to get settled out here. You want to come up and see what I've done with the place so far? No, that's okay, Joy replied. I've already seen it, remember? I picked you up there. Okay, so now what's the matter? Nothing's the matter, Dwayne. In fact, 
Things have never seemed so right as they do right now. I knew we shouldn't have spent the night talking about God in the church, I said. Now you're going to start treating me like your brother in Christ. He laughed. We've known each other less than 24 hours, Dwayne. Believe me, I know what it's like to be young. I'm not exactly ancient myself. But what's the big rush? Is there anything wrong with the two of us getting to know each other? I thought that's what gay people did. I said, unable to stop myself, meet and then go home and have sex. I told you, I'm not like that. I thought it was just a pickup line. The laugh again. Can I call you tomorrow? He asked. Sure. I said as he turned away. Call. You know, this wouldn't be so hard if you weren't so damn good looking. You're good looking too. Good night, Dwayne. As I was walking up the walkway to my apartment, I heard him yell, Hey, you forgot something? He was holding it out towards me. The rest of the cake from the restaurant. I took a few steps back down the hallway to meet him. And as I reached out for that heavenly strawberry birthday cake for my 21st birthday, he dropped it on the ground. When he finally let me go, I knew that it was love. Journal entry 1327, September 26, 1979. Bless your father. What a strange week this has been, Lord. It all started, of course, when that horrible little woman showed up at, at work. Hi, may I help you find something, ma'am? I asked. Your name Dwayne? She asked, stone-faced. Dwayne Brown? Yeah, I'm Dwayne. I answered, wondering how this stranger with obvious drug and hygiene issues would know my name. I got a message for you. Here. I reached for the crumbled up dirty piece of paper she had crumbled up in her dirty little hand. I didn't want to touch it or her, but my curiosity got the best of me. All it said was, John William Brown, number 560318, L.A. County Jail. Hey, you're a friend of J Dawes, right? She mumbled, rubbing her dirty fingers into her once beautiful face. Can I ask you a personal question? Sure, why not? Go ahead. Why should the two of us have any secrets? I answered, growing more irritated by the second. You got anything? Uh-oh, I said, somebody must have called security. Here they come. Now that woman could move when she was sufficiently motivated. So the mystery was solved as to how I could reconnect with my brother. But how, I wondered, did Johnny know where I worked? I was at the jail the very next day. I had been inside the jailhouse since the incident between Johnny and Buck Anderson some eight or nine years before. It brought back memories of the heroic and invincible older brother I had once admired so much. But this jail was nothing like the one back home. It was huge. The building itself was a massive concrete fortress and the cops were all either clones of Mr. America or wearing their uniforms, two sizes too small. <laughs> I had to keep reminding myself that I was just a visitor and I hadn't done anything wrong because the cops apparently had no distinction. Get over here, get over there. Hands in your pockets, hands out your pockets, put your pockets out. <laughs> They were making me dizzy. 
I felt like if I made one wrong move, I would find myself on the other side of the bulletproof glass. When I finally made it to the front of the line, there was Johnny, dressed in basic orange and handcuffs and sitting on the other side of the glass. Truth be told, he looked a lot better to me without his J-Dog Diddy costume. Too bad, I thought, they couldn't get those gold teeth out of his mouth. I picked up the wall-mounted telephone receiver. Welcome to my second home, little brother, he said. You mean you've been here before, Johnny? Yeah, I've been here a few times. You call this your second home? Okay, so I've been here a few times, more than a few times. It comes with the territory. You like living like this, Johnny? Now don't start, Dwayne. I didn't ask you to come down here to discuss my career choices. How did you know where I worked? And what on earth would make you think it was cool to send somebody like that to my job, Johnny? Mama told me, and I'm sorry if Tina embarrassed you, but believe it or not, she's the only friend I got right now. That's hard to believe. You mean about Mama or the friends? Mama? Well, actually, she didn't mean to tell me, he said. She was bragging about how you had come out to California and gotten your own place and a real job in just a few months. I don't think it was nearly so much about you. It was about making me feel bad. Mama knows where you at? Yeah. The only, <laughs> the only way to call from here is collect. And the machine always tells her where I'm calling from. This is not the first time I've called her from jail. And Grandma? No. And don't you say anything either, Dwayne. Granny's got her own problems, and she's not so young anymore. I caught his eye. She knows what you do, Johnny. I don't want to talk about it, he said, looking around quickly. Look, they're only going to give us a few minutes, and there are a couple of things I need to say to you, brother. First, I want to tell you I'm sorry for the way I came at you at the Holiday Inn that night. I was out of line. You are high. That's no excuse. Even I know that. I'm always at least a little high when I'm not in here or in court. It's just that you sort of back me into a corner there, little brother. There's no way for me to defend what I do, Dwayne. I could either sit there and be scolded like a child by my younger brother or counteract. I wasn't attacking you, Johnny. I was in shock about this whole J-Dog Diddy business. I didn't like seeing that my only brother was out here on drugs and living like a criminal. This place is not the worst thing that could have happened, you know. I could have just easily been standing in the county morgue looking at your lifeless. The other thing I need to tell you before they shut the phone off is that it looks like I might have to go away for a while. Going away? Now I was shocked again. My lawyer has tried everything. The DA won't drop any of the charges, and I can't even get a reasonable bail. Are you saying that you're going to prison, Johnny? Oh, my God. Unless he parts the Red Sea and lets me walk through on dry land. I don't think that's the right time to be poking fun of the scriptures, Johnny. Maybe you're right, you're right, Dwayne, he said. Pray for me. How much time? The deal is for five years. If I don't take it, I can get 10. Take it. What are you talking about, Dwayne? You don't even know what the damn charges are yet. I know. I know that. I don't want to be in my 30s before I see you again. 
If there hadn't been a gun, I know I could have walked in a few months. You had a gun, Johnny. What's the matter with you? What if somebody got hurt? Didn't that, Johnny? Oh, God. Please tell me you didn't. Nobody got hurt. Don't be so naive, Dwayne. The kind of people I do business with will kill you over $100. How could I not carry a gun? Take the five years, Johnny. I yelled, banging my fist against the glass partition as the phone went dead. I put a few dollars on my brother's books and left. Outside the jail, I spotted a slightly friendlier looking guard standing with a sandwich and a Coke in his hand. I asked him how long he thought Johnny would actually do if he was sentenced to five years. About half of the five, he answered flatly and went hungrily back to his sandwich. Maybe I should have come back the next day. Maybe I should have come back the next day and heard the rest of Johnny's story before I told him to accept those five years in prison. But I knew that he was guilty. Whew, he had already admitted that he carried a gun and he had been living high on the hall for a very long time. J-Dog is guilty as sin. It's strange the way I feel about the situation, Father. Who wants to see their brother sent up the river, up the river rather for five or two and a half years? But at least I know that the inmates are not allowed to carry guns. And at least I know that Johnny won't be walking around with all that dope and money in his pockets. A tragedy waiting to happen. Sure, I know that prison is probably a pretty awful place to be. Maybe even a dangerous place to be. But Johnny has always been a pretty tough guy himself. I guess what I'm trying to say, Lord, is that I'd rather see my brother in prison than dead. Of course, you already know the other thing I need to talk to you about, Father. But why is it that it's always so darn hard to talk about this part of my life with you, Lord? Why is it that knowing that you know all things doesn't make it one bit easier? I remember a conversation I had with Benny Nicholas just before he killed himself. Can't you imagine, he asked, what this constant badgering and belittling must be doing to our insides, Dwayne? I couldn't give him an adequate answer, Lord. At the time, I couldn't begin to imagine the consequences of being taught only about a nature so contrary to my own. I wasn't then, nor am I now gifted with the ability to look into the future. I'm sure that I must have thought the insults and berated from all those insensitive little monsters in high school and the only slightly better treatment by the church on the subject of my existence was having no effect on me at all. How easy it was for me to dismiss them all as ignorant, bigoted, Midwestern hicks. But now I have to wonder, was it only wishful thinking that I would escape unscathed? Internalized homophobia is how they label this phenom. Of course, I don't need to tell you anything. I don't need to tell you what anything means, Lord. But for my own understanding, it means that some of the filth has stuck. So fragile in the mind of a child. I'm an adult now, of course, and I can care less about the mindless ranting of a bunch of high school students doing what high school students do. But the church, that's another thing. It's like I have been taught by the people that I trusted most that you love me and yet you hate me, Lord. It makes no sense. How could you make me, know me, love me, and then hate me? The church as a whole has come up with a verbiage that works for them. God loves the sinner, but hates the sin. It sounds good 
And I would concede if that I concede that if I were heterosexual, that would probably work just fine for me too. The only problem is that I'm not. You might as well say that God loves the black man, but hates his dark skin. I could probably change from being a drunk or a thief or even a murderer, but I can't change the color of my skin and I can't change my nature. It makes me wonder, and not for the first time, about what we're calling sin. Well, I'm just going to have to step out on faith here, Lord. I'm choosing to believe that you love me just the way you made me. I'm choosing to believe that the way I have been equipped is to love. I've been equipped to love is not the vilest thing known to mankind. I'm choosing light over darkness. The enemy will not claim victory here. I declare that I will not allow him to drive us apart. And it is in that spirit that I must tell you about my new friend, Joey White. You know Joey, of course. He is your servant. I have been seeing him in a romantic, but not a sexual way, for a little over a month now. I haven't written about him earlier, Lord, because I wanted to be sure that it wasn't just a momentary infatuation. He is a special man, Lord, and I must admit that from time to time, I play with the idea that you've divinely ordained that we should meet. Darn it. <laughs> there it is, that doubt again. Why is it that I have to play with the idea? Why is it such a stretch to think that my God and his God could have anything to do with bringing us together? What have these people done to my mind? Forgive me, Father. I just said that I wasn't going to allow the darkness to overtake this good thing, as if by my own power, I could allow or disallow anything. I need your help here, Lord. I'm fighting an internal battle that is not of your making. I have been so systematically programmed since as far back as I can remember to loathe and resist. Not that which is in me, but that which is me. As if the way that I am feeling about this other human being right now is somehow in stark contrast with the way that I feel about you. And even more to the point, the way you feel about me. The enemy is at work here, Lord. I see his ugly face peering out through the darkness, clawing for my joy, hungering for a victory. But I know that you are far greater power, Lord. So I'm just going to keep on trusting in your supernatural protection. That's the way that it's always been between us. And that's the way it will be going on. That being said, I really do like this Joy White. I like him a lot. <laughs> he reminds me in so many ways of Benny Nicholas. Of course, me and Benny, we were just real good friends. And that's not at all the way I feel about Joey. But the two of them have a lot in common. The music, the church, the ideas. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they didn't have the exact same IQ. Talking to Joey White feels like talking to Benny again. I hope this is not the same twisted game that my mind is playing with me that I'm attracted to Joey only because he reminds me of somebody else. But then again, Joey reminds me of my grandma too. There's just something about him that makes me feel like I've always known him. A comfort when I'm around him that's hard to put in words. What is so amazing is that he seems to feel the same way about me. We've seen each other or talked on the phone for hours on end since the day we met. 
I never dreamed that I could be so happy just by being in the presence of another human being. Let the world and the churches say or think what they will. There was nothing evil about the way I feel it right now. I can already see that there's going to be problems, though. And I ask that you lead us both in the way that you will have, got, have us go from here. The current problem, as I see it, is that even though Joey says that he's not bound by religion and fully accepts who and what he is, I can't help but think that he's only kidding himself. Since the day we've met, he's been treating this thing as if we're trying to duplicate what goes on between a man and a woman, or at least what we've been taught to believe is supposed to go on between a good Christian man and woman. All this pecking on the cheek on the first date, which he failed at miserably, by the way, and this never crossing my threshold after dark. I won't bore you with ramblings about my burning flesh, Lord. You already know what I'm up against. But if he can, there's going to be no wedding, no children, and no house in the suburbs. I realize that Joey is a lot older and a lot more mature than I am. And no doubt, he's been around the block a time or two, but I haven't. And I'm not ashamed to say, even before you, Lord, that my flesh is on fire. <laughs> it's not that I'm hungry for every man that I see or itching to be the bell of the ball. I'm only interested in one person. Surely that counts for something. In truth, I don't think that Joey knows what he's doing any more than I do. It's not like we've ever been given a proper model for what homosexual relationships should look like. Until I came out to California, the only thing I was ever taught about homosexual relationships was, don't do it. And even out here, there sure seems to be a lot more singles than couples. An older gay guy that I worked with told me that this was because most of the people in committed relationships were not hanging out in the clubs. I hope he was only talking about old couples. I'm not quite ready to hang up my dancing shoes yet. I just put them on. Anyway, Joey is starting to make me feel creepy. Like there's something wrong with me because I want to have sex with him. I don't get it. What's the point in identifying ourselves as homosexuals or any other kind of sexuals for that matter if we don't have sex? Since there's going to be no wedding, what exactly are we supposed to be waiting for? Maybe I'm way off here, Jesus, but I'm beginning to think that I'm the one who is closest to normal, and Joy White is the one with the problem. And scene. <laughs> that was chapter five of Love and Gospel Music, honey. We got through chapter five, so we see that Joey has, well, uh, Dwayne has found him a love interest. Let me drop the link just in case anybody wants to come up for those of you that are joining for the first time. After I read, we have a talk with our almond delights. So while I am doing that, please drop your chocolate and your sun emojis in the chat. Um, that is how we show love and light towards one another over here and out when we see each other on the YouTube streets. But yes, we see that Dwayne has found him a love interest, honey. He cannot get over Joey White, but he is moving so fast. He reminds me of Topaz. He's a little, <laughs> he want what he want. I can't even, you know, I cannot fault him for wanting what he wants, you know, but I, I mean, I appreciate Joey for trying to take it slow with him, especially since Dwayne had already told him, look, I done been sexed and dumped. 
When I woke up, they was gone. So why would you want that again? If you with somebody that's want that's wanting you to wait and wants to wait on you, wait, honey. Yes, girl, like Topaz. You know how Topaz was, baby. Topaz turned into a little horror. Okay. <laughs> Topaz was out there, but Dwayne is just like, come on. Let's go. Like, what are you doing? We we are homosexuals with, you know, how he said it. Why aren't we having sex? We got to have sex. No. But then you go and do it, and then you feel bad when the man get up and leave. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you, honey. If y'all, if this is your first time, this is our fourth read. So there is there are three previous reads. If you want to catch up to see how we got to where we are now, you can do that. Hi, Indigo. Yes, catch the replay, honey. Red ball back. And if you haven't caught the last week's read, you'll be able to um you'll be able to catch up, you know, listen to it. It's on my podcast as well. So you can listen to it there. If you're on the go, you can listen to it over on the podcast as well. But yeah, so Dwayne was a little um he's a little hot to try. But what do you guys think so far about Dwayne and his relationship as well as his brother? We already knew that J Dog did it. AKA John, AKA John me, you know, he get over in California, get goals in his mouth and them fake chains on. And now he want to be a J dog diddy, you know, uh, uh, that ain't what it is. Hi, me Rosa. Hey y'all. Oh, you have a podcast. What is it? The same? Yeah. It's anchor.fm forward slash almond Brown zero nine. So you can catch all of my reads, any book that I've read. And this is my I read all of Jane's books. That was five. Uncle Tim book six. So this is my seventh book. This is my seventh book. So we've been over here at Almond Delights Reading Corner for a while. If you guys know of any authors or if you are an author and you want your book read here um, at the Almond Delights Reading Corner, you can email me, almondbrown09 at gmail.com. And, um, you know, we can get our correspondence going for me to be able to read over here. If you um, If you want to send a book, um, let me put up the PO box. You can send it here if you want to send a book or a love offering, a gift, whatever you want to send is appreciated but not required. But if you are an author and you want your book read and be put into rotation with what we're reading now, um, let me know and we can go from there. But yes, I'm enjoying the read, but I really do. Um, you've been reading books, been read look. Ben, yes, honey, we been. This is our seventh book. Hey, girl. And uh, what was I about to say? You can also follow me at um, uh, on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash almondbrown09. So, you know, I'm anywhere, everywhere, except for Facebook, child. I ain't there. But, <laughs> you know, I ain't like Twitter either. I ain't on Snapchat. I ain't on Big O. Child, they do everything. But I ain't there. Do you read all kinds of books and do you need the author's permission? Yes, I do need the author's permission to read the book because I can get copyright struck on my channel if I decide to read a book by an author that did not give me permission. I'll read what, you know, if you provide the book or an author gives me permission, yes, I'll read their book. I'm not, not stuck to one genre or, you know, or one type of author or whatnot. I'm, I'm open to reading a book. Child, if you got a children's book you want me to read. But, you know, this is adult time. <laughs> this is an adult time. You know, I don't think your kids are up this time of night, really. I don't know. Maybe because it, it's summertime. But, you know, if you are if you have children and you want them read, too, I can pick another day. If you have children's books, I can pick another day earlier in the day, maybe to read, um, maybe not live because they may be... Uh, 
in school somewhere or whatever, but I can upload a book or maybe start another channel for children <laughs> and I can read children's books over there because I don't want your child to mistakenly click on my Friday night red light special trying to see a children's book. We don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. I've been thinking about writing a book, but the book is about art with lots of pictures and stories of my artist friends of their art pieces. It's a, it's not a boring book. That wouldn't be boring at all. You people love art. It's a lot of people that love art. So don't think about it being boring. See, you going into it with a negative mindset, girl. Don't do that. And that'd be good something to uh, display as well. So, I mean, but I, I would, if you want that, child, I can read that too. It's stories that come behind. It's, there's a story behind every painting. So just reading about the story that uh, that may come behind, you know, a painting, then we can go from there, you know, but. Let me know, child, if y'all finish it and then, you know, y'all get y'all get y'all monies and stuff coming in. And also check the description box below. You can still purchase Uncle Tim book, even though you guys hear me reading it. It's OK to still support the authors. We appreciate him for allowing me to read his book here. But also we appreciate you guys for supporting the authors in spite of. OK, I was looking into that and you really do need permission or else I'd say let's go. Listen, do anybody know Jackie Collins or her estate? If there if there is one, I don't know if she's passed on or not, but um yes, Melissa, catch the replay, honey. You will enjoy it. It's really good. All of the books are, are good, and I have them in a playlist. So if you are if you are out somewhere and you can't catch it on the podcast or whatnot, you can always play it from the playlist on um YouTube and just hit play all and it'll just play continuously. If you cleaning up, you're working and you can listen, doing anything like that, you will be able to hear it. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to do that. Girl, I got comfy, comfy bath and by the way, candles lit in my tea. So yes, it's raining everywhere. It's been raining all day here. Yes, gonna do it. Um, indigo. Listen, it's who cares? Somebody out it's it's a book out there for everybody. Like they say, it's somebody out there for everybody to love. It's a book out there for everyone. Okay. It's a book out there for everybody. I would love to um to read it. We would need a series if I do a book. Okay, listen, I need to get the right in my book. Mm-mm. But yeah, that'd be good. Um, that will be good in the go. Anybody, if listen, everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has a story to tell, be it fiction or nonfiction, but your life is a story, okay? Your life is a story. You may think it's boring, but to somebody else, it's not. So if you, listen, write a book, because I can write a book, okay? I mean, I tell y'all most of my stories and things that have been going on in my life, but even being able to put it in a book. And like this book right here, this is based off of Uncle Tim's, um, off of his life, you know, and how he came out and everything like that he wasn't home so all that you know he didn't go back home he left just like Dwayne did he left honey he went he went and found him some love somewhere else because he wasn't going back home <laughs> he was not going back home but there are there is uh it's fictional and non-fictional but yeah everybody has a story to tell never be discouraged never think that your story is too boring no you went through it it may have hurt to go through it but guess what the hurt you came out of it. You're here to tell the story. So it's not all bad. It's not all bad. In the moment, going through that pain, of course, it does not feel good. But once you come out of that pain and you're on the other side of it and you look back at it, you be like, dang, I came out of that? Yeah, you came out of that. But I am. 
spirit testimony. Okay, all of that. Oh, I can't wait for his doxing book to come out too. I was sure I, I sure would definitely give you permission to read my book. Yes, that would work the docs of myself. LOI I have four artists that would be on board. Let me know. Let me know. Seriously, seriously. So even after we finish with this book, hopefully I have another author that is lined up. But if I do not, then you know, we'll find something else to do on Mondays. But you know, some authors, especially if the book is a new book, they don't want you reading it because they want people to go out and buy it still. You know, um, but people still buy uh people were still buying James book after uh even though I was reading it and they bought um Uncle Tim other book, even though I read the book aloud, some people still bought the book, you know. So everybody is not on YouTube, everybody may not see me reading this book, so you can still go out and purchase and support the author, although you hear it being read aloud. And I am going and I keep saying this, but I am going to look into being an audible reader. Cause I have my EIN number. <laughs> okay. That was the only thing really that stopped me the last time because I, I hadn't had it yet. So, Oh, thank you. Katie talk. I appreciate that. Hey girl. <laughs> thank you for the super chat. But yeah, I, um, I am going to look into being a, a audible reader. So I already looked into it. I just got to go ahead and do it now. <laughs> There's, LWLY is welcome in other platforms to get a testing audience from here. Some of the greats did come from. Oh, okay. I never use that. What pad? I never use that. Oh, it's yep. I bought the book to read along, so to say. Yes. Or you could do a pen name. Yeah, you can do a pen name. It don't, it doesn't necessarily well. If if it's like a biography, then she or a memoir, then It'll be about her, but I don't know. We'll see. Thank you, girl. I need to stop playing and content Amazon for audiobooks, but it's not. It's actually not um Amazon. It's a whole service that you go through to be able to be an audible reader, and you I have to do a whole script. So they'll give me a script to read, and I have to read it. They like you got to be in a place where there's no background noises, no dogs, no fans, no nothing. They don't want to hear any of that. And so, I mean, I'm prepared for it because, you know, I have my microphone and that's really what they want is a um, a good microphone. Oh, my gosh, sister. <laughs> Thank you, sis, for the super chat. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Appreciate it. I hope I can get more artists on board. I do acrylic paints and make vases. I sold a few vases, but not on purpose. Black artists with stories of African art and history behind it. Yes. Look, I painted that that picture that I painted um, for our painting praise. I wasn't expecting to sell that. That was in my salon. I had that painting just in my salon. And somebody walked in and she was like, oh, my gosh, I love your painting. How much is it? I was like, girl, that's not for sale. I made that. I mean, I painted that, you know, and I did tell her it was paint by numbers because I wasn't going to be deceitful, but I told her, no, no, no. And she was like, yes, yes, yes. So then I just, you know, I sold it to her and she was just so excited. Now it was supposed to be going to her parents for their anniversary. But once she got it home to her husband, he said, no, 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 no. He wanted to keep it for their house. So <laughs> she had to end up buying something else for her parents for their anniversary because her husband wanted to keep the painting. And I was like, well, you know, she saw it. 
and she appreciated because she's like, yeah, it's, it's not perfect as the paintings are that you might find from the from Ross, Marshalls, Home Goods, or anything like that. You know, it's all painted to perfections. All each stroke is, you know, it's stroked the right way. All the gaps are filled in. But she's she saw the painting and she wanted to buy it. And I was, I was, I was shocked. So this is why I was telling Angela, girl, paint, 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 baby. Somebody's gonna appreciate your paintings. You may not think that it's perfect, but honey, it's perfect for somebody. That's what I'm telling you, Indigo. You may think that your books are boring, but for somebody else, it will be. It's it's exciting just to see the painting, the artwork, and everything else, honey. I need you to, girl, listen. If you are on Instagram. Now, y'all know I don't do that whole docs and crap, so none of that stuff. If you're on Instagram, I want to see like some of your um your you you know your artwork that you say you that you have and you selling you selling not on purpose is your purpose. <laughs> you thinking that nobody don't really want to buy your your you know your artwork. You may have done it just for you, just to, you know, for giggles or whatever, but for somebody else, they like, wait a minute, I can see that piece hanging up here. I can see that vase over there, that vase, honey, not a vase, but a vase, honey. That's when you get real, you get prim and proper, real bougie, honey. You got a vase, not a vase. <laughs> yes, I have a vision coming, but I'm not going to walk on till God says so. Listen, don't move until he tell you to. Child, you know I'm still learning this YouTube stuff. I did not mean to send that. Ah, you are so stupid. <laughs> I hit you on the cash out. <laughs> I hit you on the cash out, child. Listen, there are artists who paint larger works also had a pen name. Yup, Vincent Van Gogh. Do I paint? I Listen, I'm not a painter, but I paint and I paint very well when it's paint by numbers. But I do have paintings actually that um that I had I've I've had the stencil on and then paint in the stencils or whatever. We did a paint and praise. Uh, we did a paint for my since what birthday was that? That might have been my 31st birthday, I think, or 33rd birthday. I did a paint, um, a paint and praise with my in real life here, but I also did a paint and praise here on YouTube. So if you want to see the paint and praise to see my my painting and Angela's painting was there, Demetria painted, Shadia painted. If you want to see our paintings, you can go there. So I'm going to have another paint and praise here on YouTube. Do not, don't fret. We can all paint together. Even you in the gold, you can come over and paint. You don't have to come on stream if you don't want to. But um, those ladies did come on stream to show, you know, that they were painting, how their paintings looked, and then they went back down. But it was awesome. So you can go and check that out as well. Uh, also, Pablo Picasso has worked under what we call a pen name. He did it during his darkest times before the blue period. Yeah, girl, get you an old uh, uh, alias, honey. Get you an alias, but... Yes, girl. Listen, Shaquille, girl of balls, honey. She over there painting vases and stuff. I know you kidding, girl. Y'all, that's my sister for real, in real life. <laughs> I wish I would send that back to her. <laughs> Ain't no Indian givers. Nah, she know I got a child. But I appreciate you. I'm such a nerd. When I say I love art, I will watch history and go art and museums along and bitch my friends on a Friday night. That's awesome. Yes, Jada did paint as well. I'm sorry. Jada did paint. She was on there at first. And y'all should go see because she stenciled her art on. She drew hers. Okay? She drew her painting on there first. And then she went to paint. So did I ever see your finished painting, Jada? I don't think I did. 
I deleted my original IG, but I will do a new one with my vases and few paintings. Yes, come on, Indigo, do that. Girl, listen, it's so many talented people on here, but I know a lot of times we get so stuck up in the rah, rah, rah that we are not, we don't find ourselves in places that will ignite what's already in us. Like with Angela. Angela, you know, and I'm not, I'm not tooting my horn, you know, because I feel like I, my painting praise was God-led. You know what I'm saying? It was God-led. It was him all day, every day. I had no hands in that. He told me to do it from the songs that I had on the playlist to everything, you know, and then, um, then the people, um, they sent in their song requests as well, but it was God led. And so for her, for painting to be reignited or ignited in Angela and y'all see y'all saw one painting. And if you didn't see the painting that Angela painted, she's down in the chat. It's on my community wall. She freehand painted it. All of her paintings, except for the first one that she painted with me, was freehand painted. And if y'all see these paintings that Angela did, baby, let me tell y'all, honey, it's something deep down inside of you. So you have to go places and find places and people that can that can tap into that, be able to pull that out of you, be able to pour into you so that way, you know, it can come up out of you. Stop always going places that bog down your creativity. No. Stop doing that. Go places where somebody can uplift you and the things that are in you, honey, because if it's in you, it's going to come out you. So Indigo, even if those other artists do not get together with you on this book, make it your own. Because if you find yourself waiting on a one more person, one more person, one more person, it'll never get done. It'll never get done. Wait on somebody if you want to. Just like with my birthday trip, it was about 10 to 15 that was supposed to be going. Guess how many people came? Four, okay? Four, and I said four, F-O-E, okay? It was four of us that came. If I would have waited on everybody to say, oh, I'm going on, well, since all 15 of us can't go, I won't go. Who? Baby, if I would have went to Vegas by myself, I was going. I was, I, listen, I ain't waiting on nobody else. Mm -mm. I ain't going to do it. Not going to do it. So don't you wait on nobody. In the go, if you cannot get them other artists, to help you in this book or to contribute. I ain't even going to say help you because you have your own. And it's good when iron can sharper iron. You got other people there that's going to help motivate you and add to what you already have. But you got it, sis. Mm -mm. Don't be waiting on one more person because you keep waiting even longer, honey. It's going to be 2022 and you ain't going to never start. So, oh, child, I had to went off on a whole little rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Look, I had to went off a whole of rant, girl. Let me go back. Nope, I didn't finish it. Life habit. Child is still in the office, though. Please finish it, Jada. Okay? Please finish the painting. I look forward to it. I'm going to stream y'all. You're just going to see my hands. And Yeah, that listen, that's completely fine. That's what we did with Jada. Jada, when she first came on, it was just her. It was just her um painting. Um, and, and, you know, and her, and then Demetra as well, Demetra was there and we didn't see her. We just saw her hands in the canvas. So I always tell people like you don't have to show yourself. I just actually don't show no, no other part of your body that ain't supposed to be showed on YouTube. And that may get me struck down. <laughs> uh, um, the next painting praise, I will already have it sketched out. Yes, Jada. Yes. She really did, man. She sketched that thing real nice too. Yes, inspiration and creativity is talk about. Yes, even Jesus was creator. Yes, baby, he was a potter, baby. Do you know how hard it is to be to mold that clay, honey? And you see how he molded us? 
in his image and in his likeness, honey. Mm. Everybody else ain't like it, but baby, I love me some me because I love what he did. We talking spots and tattoos on your next live. Okay. All right, we can do that. Hey, uh, hey, Dazzle. <laughs> Look, y'all know I, baby, I will go off in the, in, in the, uh, I, cause I, I, listen, I like to encourage and motivate people, even in the midst of you feeling down and bad about yourself. I like to do that because even when me, with me doing that to you guys, I'm motivating myself too. So it's not just about y'all when I'm, when I'm in my motivating or encouraging moment. Cause it would baby, I, listen, I will go off like that. <laughs> I'll go off like that because I need y'all to believe in yourself. Okay. I need y'all to believe in yourself. Okay. All the way. Oh, thank you. Listen, I got a lot to say about that, but we ain't gonna say that right now. Thank you. I love your motivation speeches. Listen, because she know I'll give it to her now. <laughs> she know I'll give it to her. Yes, I love you too, Dazzle. Look, Dazzle, you got to go back and look at my live, girl. I got my makeup done today, girl. Listen, I got my makeup done today, honey. Yes, but I'm about to so wet it all out, honey, because I'm ready to wipe my face. Oh, but I might keep my eyebrows. So if y'all see my eyebrows and my lashes tomorrow, mind your business. I did clean my face, but I like my brows. So I might try to keep. I might try to keep them, but I like. Baby, I like to wash my face and wipe my face. I would have shown myself, but a sister got a bit of booty and I wasn't trying to have a painting praise with y'all seeing the back of me the whole video. <laughs> you so stupid. <laughs> when I come back. On vacation, I will reach out my publisher and writer and schedule a meeting. Indigo. Now, when you see me out in these other chats, honey, I don't want to hear nothing when I when I'm poking at you. Okay, I don't want to hear nothing when I'm poking at you about this book. Okay, the first start, open back up your Instagram and start posting your work. And if it's and if if it's for sale, if you want to sell it, somebody may buy it. Get you a, a cash app with your with the name that you want to have it on, girl. Not your real name. If you're trying to sell it to people on um on uh YouTube. And then hit me up. You know what I'm saying? If you want to really sell it or whatnot, you know, we might be able to do a little trial sponsorship or whatnot. And uh, you know what I'm saying, put you up here and this is Indigo. This is her boss. Okay. <laughs> this is her boss. Oh, Jada girl, don't start that girl. Oh, did have a flashback. Thank you, boo. I try. And these lashes are so lightweight. These are the Demi Wispies. Like, I don't even feel them. Like how I felt the last ones that I had on that them other folks had did. I don't do. I don't, mm -mm. I don't feel them. But, I, you know, I, I really, I know I'm going to want to pull them off in a day or two. So, what you say? Don't pair it with your bank either. Oh, child. Yeah, get you a card, honey. Get you a card. But you guys, look, we have the we been on here and <laughs> we don't talk, we don't went past the book. So shout out to the people that may listen to this on the podcast. You guys have gotten every part of Almond Brown and the Almond Delights over here at the Reading Corner. Y'all know how we do. Shout out to the people that go over there and subscribe to my podcast. It is free to do. But if you would like to go over there. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and leave your girl uh, a monthly love offering. You can do 99 cents, 499, $9.99, whatever you want to pledge. If you want to do so, it is free to listen. But you know, 
love is it always feel good to be loved on it so whatever way you feel like you want to show love by listening you can also leave messages over there too and let me know how you like um you know what i'm saying girl sephora girl you got the girl eat, uh girl you know hit me up <laughs> i told um in a go on a happy hour girl i went to win dixie that was my happy hour and they did not have my crabs okay Thank you, Indigo. Listen, you got it too now. You got it too. Okay? We all got it. So this next paint praise, we're going to have even more people. And it's going to be around the end of July because I can't do it this. I can't do it. Because I have my grand opening coming up July 3rd. So I'm working on that. I can't do the whole paint praise. And that I can do it at the same time, but I'm not trying to overwhelm myself. Okay? So we're going to try to do it either the third or the fourth week in July. Um, I will provide, let me provide the link right now. And you guys can go and look and see if you want to. Hold on. I know y'all hear me typing, child. You want to go over there and look at what canvases they'll have. And y'all know it's paint by numbers or you can do free paint. Billy Jean is not my lover. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, love you too, boo. Hey, girl. But yeah, if y'all want to go on that link, you guys can um you guys can look at the canvases that they do have there and find out what you want to paint. So either that or you can also do you can free paint. Whatever you want to print um uh, paint, I don't want you guys to be held to just what's on that site. You can do you can paint whatever, whatever you want to paint. Whatever you want to paint. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. See, this is what we do over here. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, we take a step back from the, you know what I'm saying, from the rock. <laughs> from the rock, rock, rock. You know what I'm saying? We take a step back from that and we do, you know, I try to seep positivity. And for those of you that are just coming over here, hit your chocolate in the sun emojis in the chat. Though that's our emojis over here for the almond delights, and that is us showing love and light to one another. So that's how we show our love, you know. And if you can't find the the chocolate in the sun emoji, go ahead and drop a heart for your girl. And y'all know blue is my favorite color, so if you got a blue heart, drop it or whatnot. But yeah, the chocolate in the sun emoji. So we're gonna run out of books. Monday motivations. We can do that. We can do that. You know, we'll find we'll find something. We'll find something to do. And what may be coming back up is our, um, who's on the line? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you when, but we may start that back up. Especially, we'll do our Monday motivations, but we're going to, we going to, because I, you know, I know y'all miss it. Wouldn't that be so funny if we found, uh, if we found um, Prison Bay on the line all over again after after this whole time, we found Prison Bay back on there again. Child. Right. Hey, Pooh Bear, look. You excited? I know you excited, child. You love that with your little one-liners. Honey, if y'all never watched any of my Who's on the Line videos, please go back and watch that. If you don't know what it is, I'll give you a little brief synopsis of what it is. I called the party line, and every week I was a different character, baby, from the hair to the makeup to the clothes. I was a different person with a different name, and I would, I would use the names of my subscribers. So I was Angela Davis. 
I was uh what I I was Treacy one day. Um I was um Sour Patch. I was her, but that was a ooh child, that was that late night live. <laughs> I was sour patch, honey. Who else was I? I was oh, I was Sephora. I was Sephora C. I was uh day day um day to Dover. That was oh day Dover. That was my that was day Dover, honey. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. Are you a keyboard? Because you sound just like my type. Look at her. See this that this is what she did. This is what she did for me. <laughs> And it was another one. It was Storm something. And I was uh, Shantae Claus for Christmas. I was Shantae Claus for Christmas. Child, it was a whole thing. But I'll be bringing back who's on the line. But if you want to go back and watch any of those uh, videos, it is on my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash on the brown zero nine for those of you listening on the podcast. Um, go back and check out that that playlist. Also on Fridays, you guys know that we do our Friday night red light special where we have our grown folks talk. Baby, this listen, this Friday gone. This Friday gone, baby. Y'all, if I would have told y'all it's time to go, y'all would have still been talking to this day. Okay. But I tell you, we had so much fun, so many new people that came through, and I know it was a lot more people up there in the uh, in a choir stand, which is what I call in my bushes, in a choir stand. I know it was a lot more people up there, but we had a great time. So you guys, if y'all not doing nothing on Friday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, even if you are doing something, and it's saying you ain't never been over here, okay, you can forego what you gonna normally be doing on Friday, and come over here and join us over here for the Red Light Special. Okay, well, you know, y'all are part of, we, I have my co-panelists, which is Shadia and Jada. And then the chat, y'all, the other co-panelists down there in the chat, because, you know, y'all be part of the discussion too. And y'all know we take field trips, baby. We talk about everything, everything, everything. Nothing is off limits, you know. We try to keep the cussing to a little piece of a limit, but at the same time, I know some people just can't help it. Some people just can't help it. But we have a good time over there on Friday night's Red Light Special. If y'all ain't heard about it yet, you're going to hear about it now. And you're going to keep hearing about it. So watch out for the red banner, the red uh, the red thumbnail. You know what I'm saying? With the sexy lady with the Red Light Special on it. That's over here with your girl, Amy Brown. So y'all see, y'all hear a lot of little conversations going on on other lives about some of the things that, you know, we might have talked about over here. But they won't tell y'all. That that's where they got it from. But it's okay. Y'all gonna catch y'all and y'all gonna be here. But I'm gonna let y'all go. And as I, you know, I'm, um, I see y'all on Friday. Okay. But I love you guys. And like I always tell y'all, smile at somebody. It'll change their day. It may even change your day. With your mask on, honey, they can still see it. Well, in your eyes, babe, you gotta learn how to smile. See how I ain't even opening up my mouth. They can see that behind the mask. Be nice to people. Okay? I love you guys with the love of God. And there is what? Nothing you can do about it. I'll see y'all back here next Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Almond Delights Reading Corner. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thank you all for joining another episode of Almond Delights 
Reading Corner. I pray that you enjoyed yourself and you're relaxing your mind, in your body, and in your spirit. Come back and join us again next week as we continue our reading. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Be blessed and enjoy your evening.